Into the Apex is hitting the road this summer, bringing you to the source of motorsport. Look for special episodes from Barber Motorsport Park, Mid-Ohio, Virginia International Raceway, and Watkins Glen. And don't miss the road shows from the 106th Indianapolis 500 and the Music City Grand Prix in downtown Nashville. The party is only getting started. For the full lineup of events, visit IntoTheApex.com. is where real and virtual motorsport meet. From the ITA studio, to the paddock, to the sim rig. Pull up a chair, pour a drink. This is the Into the Apex podcast. Into the Apex podcast. Apex is on the road at Barber Motorsports Park for the NTT IndyCar Series. And we're here at Barber on a solo show. This is Tyler Beeman for ITA coming to you live from Barber Motorsports Park for the first time for me. This is the first time I've ever been here and uh, it's been quite a day. I've taken a break from hiking around uh, the grounds here. Uh, As always, the elevation catches you a little bit off guard. Uh, the elevation here is is really something. Uh, the Indy Lights are out qualifying now for the race on Sunday morning, and it's Saturday after uh, some Indy Pro 2000 racing, a little bit of Radicals, the Firestone Fast 6, uh, and we were watching uh, the McLarens. They were looking very fast out here, uh, but Renus VK took the pole, and uh, that was that was pretty kind of a surprise, I, I guess. Uh, I really thought that the uh, McLarens had what it took uh, to get up there, uh, obviously I'm biased as being a Pato fan, uh, but uh, overall a very good experience uh, to watch the qualifying session in person. Uh, I believe that that will be the first qualifying I've watched uh, live for IndyCar. Typically in the 2021 races we visited and uh, watched just race day, so it's kind of nice. Another unique thing about this weekend uh, here on Saturday was walking around the paddock. Uh, in IndyCar for the first time. Uh, that was quite an experience, having done it with IMSA. Uh, it's, it was something to see all of the drivers. I mean, I, I can't even list the drivers that we ran into. Uh, Dalton Kellett was out there, uh, somebody who was on the show over the summer. He was very friendly. Uh, saw a bunch of Roman Grosjean, Renus VK, Jack Harvey, Scott Dixon, Alex Pillow, Colton Herta. Uh, the, you could list, you could continue to list the drivers and it's a jolt of excitement every time you see them in the paddock. Uh, it's a busy day out here today. This track is really packed uh, out here. A lot of spectators. And uh, I'm going to start by going through the experience as a spectator. If you've never been out here before, uh, what is it like? Uh, what do you have to look for if you're planning to visit? Uh, I'll give an overall rating uh, maybe as I kind of go through through my thoughts here. Uh, first thing is, well... Let me compare it to our experience with a very hilly, uh, kind of in, in the kind of foothill mountains. Not really massive mountains, uh, by my standard. Uh, but uh, don't expect to walk everywhere here. Uh, I know at Road Atlanta, I compare it to Road Atlanta. Our our crew for the show, we were worn out hiking the hills, and and you there's no way to avoid hiking the hills at Road Atlanta. Here at Barber, it's much the same. Uh, but here at Barber, they do have a a tram system. 
basically large trucks pulling carts that uh, hold a lot of people. And they, they have maybe four or five of those, I guess, if I could count right. And uh, you, you hop on those at intervals throughout, in basically a circle around the entire course on the grounds. Uh, and that is a requirement. Uh, so this morning I missed the tram to get from the garage. I started out in the garage. Uh, I missed the tram and decided I'm just going to impatiently, as somebody that's never been here before, I'm going to impatiently walk from the garage around the museum and over to uh, the what they've set up as the fan zone on, on what you would say the back stretch here at Barber, uh, the very fast uh, straightaway with the chicane. Uh, that is an impressive area to, to head to. Uh, but I'll get to more on that in a moment. I decided to walk uh, with my, with a rolling cooler, a chair, and a backpack full of recording equipment uh, past the museum and over there. And I, I believe I was, I felt like I was warmed up for the NBA after that. Uh, it was a little bit of a hike. Uh, it's an, it was a little bit more than I signed up for, uh, especially as the trams passed me walking up the hill, and would would only stop at tram stops. Uh, so uh, mark that. Don't attempt to, or don't plan to walk everywhere here at the track. Catch the tram. Uh, so that was mistake number one on my part. Uh, I was feeling irritable after that walk, so I, I decided to wait and not log, you know, log my thoughts about this place after that uh, because I felt like there's got to be a better way, and, of course, there was a better way. I just was impatient. Uh, so once I caught the tram back over to the garage, everything was great. You catch a breeze. You get to see the sights a little bit, all is well. Uh, so do that. D- go around the track. I plan to do that again on race day to do a lap around and just kind of stop at different locations. Uh, you can very easily, uh, it's a very friendly place, as many of these uh, road courses in some of these different areas are. Uh, it's not quite like the Indianapolis 500 or maybe a NASCAR race or things of that sort. Uh, you bring a chair, you bring your own chair, you bring your own cooler. Uh, you can set it up. You can leave it for as long as you need to to go to the garage, to the fan area, and uh, nobody's really going to mess with anything. I think everybody's uh, on the same page here. Uh, so it's that type of situation, which is always a great thing. So then you you get to the areas to watch. There are three or four spots uh, where you could jump on a hill, and I would say those are the ideal places to watch here. Uh, the first corners, the first few corners really is going to end up being my favorite place, I think, because uh, there's plenty of room. You're kind of sitting up and you're looking down almost like a stadium, uh, down into everything. And uh, there's a a jumbotron for you to see what you can't see. And uh, it's a tricky area, so the cars are a little off off camber a little bit, and uh, it's it's an interesting spot. Uh, What I thought was going to be the best place was that backstretch area. Uh, doing my, my research and just looking at maps and, and reading all I could, coming into this like into any circuit for the first time, I thought the backstretch where the fan zone is, I mean, that's the hyped up place. That's the place to be. Uh, it may be if you get to a certain spot there, uh, but by the time I arrived there in the morning, obviously there, there are two sold-out days here, Saturday and Sunday. Um, by the time I arrived there, uh, there, there was really nowhere to sit. The hills are, is very steep. It's steeper than I imagined it would be. And uh, people were so far back in their chairs that they were back up in the trees. And you're behind people and in trees, and you really just can't see anything. There were people set up in places where I was trying to scope out where I, w- I wouldn't have set up a chair because you can't see uh, the anybody coming through the fast chicane hardly at all. Uh, I mean, unless you just want to be here and sit in the shade. I mean, it's shady and comfortable. But, I mean, you're just existing here, listening. Uh, you're not really engaging other than what just drives by you in the sliver of sight 
straight straight ahead of your eyes. You have no range of motion to watch the racing if you're that far back into the trees here. Uh, so so maybe barber veterans would would set me straight and maybe give me some advice on uh, how to manage that situation. But I don't see myself on you know today's qualifying day. I don't see myself on the race day or on a race day uh, going there unless I can be the first you know hundred people there in that group. Otherwise, I'm just not seeing. Uh, the benefit there. It was a little bit cramped and it was a little bit, uh, not a lot of space. So I'm liking that first area uh, to, to go as a spectator, to enjoy the spectator experience. Uh, number two for that, uh, if you have a garage pass, you're right by the garage. Number three for that, if you are parking, uh, you're right by the largest parking, public parking area. Uh, so that's my two cents as a first timer here at Barber uh, in spectator mode. So on to talking a little bit about uh, IndyCar and the race here this weekend. Uh, McLaren is looking really sharp out there. Um, I would say Rosenquist, I think all the talk is about Rosenquist and him needing to perform, uh, his ride being at risk. I I heard Marshall Pruitt talking about that uh, on the radio coming up here. Uh, That just seems to be the sentiment out there is that everybody likes Felix Rosenquist. Uh, but he needs to push a little bit. He needs to perform. Uh, he did that, in my opinion, during qualifying. He made it to the Firestone Fast 6 with Pato. Uh, Pato was looking fastest until VK came along and took the uh, the pole from him. Uh, but uh, both of the McLarens looking strong as a team out there. Um, the Andretti Autosport, they were looking good in some of the practice sessions, and it's going to be exciting to see what uh, what they can do. Uh, Roman, Holt, Colton Herta, of course, not advancing. Uh, Roman Grosjean. Uh, I, I feel like, I, along with everybody else, this is not a hot take. I feel like he's very close to to his first win in this series. Uh, and he's, uh, I mean, he was performing pretty well in the Dale Coin car, uh, but now in the Andretti car, uh, performing pretty well in that as well. If you can tell what car he's in this weekend. Because, of course, he's in a different livery this weekend. He's not in the uh, well-known uh, orange, yellow, red color uh, DHL car. And uh, that that's a point of um, maybe some argument among the fandom. Uh, so many cars, a few, well, handful, handful of cars uh, have changed their livery, and they continue to do that. Uh, Scott McLaughlin comes to mind, Grosjean this weekend, uh, Joseph Newgarden. It's, it's difficult to, to have that trademark livery, that, that trademark car out there. I mean, maybe uh, the era McLarens, they, they've, fit that bill uh, i will say that the mclaren paint schemes uh in person i mean the tv and, the, and photos they don't do it justice it is a neon papaya color and uh, blue color uh, probably the the sharpest racing vehicle i've seen in any series uh, are the two mclaren air mclaren sp cars up close and, and in person uh, so there's uh, do yourself a favor and go to an indy car race just to, to admire those and here for the show, this is really just kind of getting it, getting myself warmed up, getting us warmed up. This is a very low power uh, road trip here, obviously, uh, but it's really uh, I'm feeling warmed up. I'm feeling getting geared up for the Indy 500 at the end of the month. We've got IMSA coming up uh, in two weeks. We're basically every two weeks this month we're going to be at an event. We've got a couple events in June, and uh, oh, I'm really, really, really tempted to add on IndyCar at Mid Ohio in July again, just like last year. Uh, because it it's really is something. There's a buzz to see this series in person. Uh, the, the way it's covered on TV is, is great, 
I, I feel like a lot of people try to compare it to F1 here in the United States. Uh, it's obviously a, a U.S.-based series, U.S. and Canada-based series, a North American series, uh, and you're just not going to get... Uh, it, it's not, not fair to compare it to Formula One. Uh, it, I, I think you get a lot of uh, carryover in the fandom here in the U.S. I think a lot of... I think IndyCar honestly has benefited and can continue to benefit from the, uh, what would you say, the drive-to-survive phenomenon here in the United States from Netflix. Uh, it can certainly benefit. Roman Grosjean gave it that boost last year. It's clear. And uh, we I said it last year on the IndyCar road shows, and I'll say it again uh, for my first IndyCar race in 2022. You, you see the Roman Grosjean uh, fandom presence in gear and gear sales, things that are sold. Uh, uh, you see it with uh, the hype of the McLaren, McLaren increasing its presence with their McLaren SP. Uh, the the gear, uh, I mean, if you going through the fan shop, Pator Award has his own fan shop booth uh, set up, his own vendor for just his his name and his brand. Uh, if that doesn't tell you, who is obviously one of the more popular drivers uh, among Grosjean Johnson with the NASCAR folks uh, that you have out here. Uh, it's pretty obvious. Elio Castroneves obviously would fall into that, given that uh, shot in the arm after the Indianapolis 500 uh, coming into this year for the full season yet again. Uh, it's So it, you can't compare it to F1. Uh, it doesn't go to those tracks. It's not the, the television presence. You have less ads. Well, you have more ads in IndyCar uh, other than the side-by-side. In the United States, obviously, the F1 coverage is pretty wide open. And you don't even notice it unless you stop and think about it uh, when you're watching it on ESPN here in the U.S. Uh, but the way it's filmed, I mean, it, it just has a different feel. Uh, IndyCar feels filmed just as, uh, I mean, obviously with NBC coverage, it feels like EMSA. Uh, and, and then here in the U.S., we watch Sky Sports. It's just a whole different thing. Uh, not, a, not a, yet again, not, a, not a, the hottest of takes. But uh, I, I feel like more and more I'm seeing... IndyCar fans and you know people that love IndyCar and I am uh, definitely I think I peaked last year and I'm just continuing to flow up uh, on the chart here this year. Uh, but you're not you're not doing right to compare the two. It's just not going to be the same. It's not going to have the same thing. Uh, the drivers here are probably going to be folks that you know, Callum Eilat, uh, Marcus Erickson, so on, uh, Grosjean, people that either aspire to F1 aspired to F1 or they, or they come from F1 and they're making that switch over. Um, I, I don't hold anything against the ones that aspire. I think Pato Award, that's been an interesting story. Uh, getting into his own head, uh, the contract talks, the contract talks looks like they're, they're going the right direction. Uh, is he getting distracted by those? Uh, just get out here and perform. Uh, is he salty because Colton Herter was signed with McLaren as a development driver? It sure does seem that Colton Herter is going to be the United States Formula One guy, which is going to be great to see, uh, to, to see that happen, uh, well, whether it's with McLaren or with Andretti purchasing a team. Uh, it certainly seems like Colton Herter is lined up to be our guy. I hear Rob back in Canada saying Logan Sargent, and uh, I, I really don't care who it is. As an American Formula One and motorsport fan, don't care who it is. Give me an American F1 driver just to have, have us out there, just like the Olympics. I've said it before. Uh, so that's where I stand on that. Uh, those That's the sense I get from, from looking over social media and uh, Reddit and, and everything else. Uh, you know, everybody wants IndyCar to get 
in the best light to get its best shot. And uh, I hope it does for, for its own sake. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here uh, and compare it to Formula One or, or get upset when one gets something over the other or this and that uh, because it's just not uh, not a fair comparison and uh, uh, you're not going to IndyCar's not going to come out on top on that probably. Um, so we'll hope for the best with the continued growth. Two sold out days in Barber. Uh, it sure as hell looks sold out today. It looks uh, uh, for a qualifying day and a practice day and support race day only. Uh, there are a ton of people here. It's packed. It's buzzing. Uh, if there are e- even more on Sunday, I mean, I don't know where all they're, g- they're all going to be. Uh, but it's certainly doing well today. Uh, the weather is, is questionable. Uh, today on Saturday, uh, not a raindrop so far. A little overcast and then sunny and then overcast again. Uh, they say that we'll probably, it seems like we're going to get some kind of rain on Sunday. So that will be something I will have to talk about next week uh, or write up about uh, keep out, keep an eye out for videos and pictures of that, uh, because if we get that, it'll be exciting. Uh, I got the chance last year. If you go back in our, our archives of uh, photos uh, to watch the Indy Lights and the, and uh, the road to Indy, basically all on a, a, a rainy uh, Sunday at Mid Ohio for their closure uh, closure of, of 2021, and uh, it was something else to watch those guys. I think every series, uh, the further down the ladder you go, the more spins they had in the rain. Uh, it was a little bit chaotic, but it was very entertaining to watch, uh, the Indy Lights in particular, and I can only imagine uh, the Indy cars. It's I couldn't believe the hi- I, I couldn't believe the history that they hadn't had a rain race in a couple years or more, uh, and not with the halo screen in in the actual race. Uh, so that's going to be uh, interesting to see. Aero screen? Did I, I <laughs> halo screen? Holy hell! Uh, but it'll be an interesting time. Uh, I'm going to get back out in the sun and uh, soak in a little more of uh, the events today. Uh, we've got the final practice coming up. I try to get down in the garage and uh, see who I can catch up with, uh, probably off the air. We'll see if we get lucky. Uh, but I'm going to try to catch up with Dalton Kellett and uh, folks like that and get us and at least ask some questions, get a sense of what it's like. I'm really curious about the physicality of the track and uh, the physicality of driving this place. Uh, in the sim, it's it's been a neglected track for me. I, I honestly have to say, switching into the, the blend of, of iRacing, sim racing, and being here at the actual track, uh, it's always shocking to see the elevation changes. But uh, if I'm being honest, Barber is a track that I didn't buy until about a month ago or less. Uh, and if you run the road series on iRacing, uh, you've noticed that uh, many of the series, and of course, the, the IndyCar iRacing series this week, but... Uh, VRS and some other series uh, have been coming here, the GT4s. Uh, It seems like it's been on the schedule here in the last month quite a bit, Uh, so I decided to buy it, uh, also knowing that I was going to be coming here uh, in person. Uh, Up until a month ago, I couldn't have told you the flow of the track. I couldn't have told you really anything about it um, other than the spider. Uh, I did not know the track. I had not raced on it in years, on, on, on all the years, on iRacing. And uh, I have to say, uh, so Rob, Rob Gregor and myself, we both got it about the same time. We both ran IndyCar in it this, this week. And I think we've both kind of fallen in love with the flow of the track. It's very flowy, the, the, the hills and everything. It's certainly in the force feedback, in the, in the uh, DD wheel. Uh, it's, it's physical, even in that. So I can only imagine what these drivers are going through in these cars without uh, power steering. Uh, so I'm glad I bought it. I feel like a lot of people fall into that. Uh, the series that we operate on Mondays 
just hit Barber this week, just by happenstance. And the number of people that, that said, I, I don't have the track. Some people didn't come out to race because they didn't have it. And I guess it just didn't have the pop for them to buy it at that particular moment. Uh, some people had maybe owned it and never drove it very much. Uh, I kept seeing that people had to learn the track, learn the track. Uh, so that tells me that that's not just me. Uh, I don't know what, what that is. Uh, what, why did, does Barber in a sim not get a fair shake? Uh, it certainly is getting a fair shake this weekend in real life. The tickets have sold. People are here. And I drove nine hours to, to be here this weekend. Uh, so I, I can say that for it. Uh, however long I waited in the sim to uh, to buy this track and race it, uh, I put a lot of time in getting here, and I'm, I have no regrets about doing that. Uh, so, yeah, let's get back to it. Let's see what's out there. And uh, I'll report back with you uh, here just in a moment from Barber Motorsport Park. Don't go anywhere. More Into the Apex is coming up. Setups. Whether you love them or hate them, they're one of the most important elements in sim racing. However, so many of us don't have time to painstakingly tweak every value to create a good setup. Never mind the hours of work required to find game-breaking exploits to make you even quicker. The Coach Dave Academy has created competitive iRacing setups developed by professional sim racers and engineers that are designed to enhance your performance in the most popular sim racing game in the world. Receive new setups for iRacing season, car, and track combinations every week, giving you the time and pace to be able to focus on racing on the track rather than being sat in pit lane. All the setups follow real driver feedback and come with MoTeC data and replay files, helping you improve not just your car setups but also your driving technique. The best part? When you sign up, the first week is free, which means you can test the setups for yourself before committing to a monthly membership. Check them out at coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. That's coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will help let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit greathirehr.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit alienawards.net. That's alienawards.net. This episode is also brought to you by the Bad Weather Brewing Company, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. Bad Weather Brewing Company serves up craft beers such as the Fog of War Hazy IPA or the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout. And some of the best design cans you'll see, by the way. For the full tap list and to grab your mug, visit badweatherbrewery.com.
And fast forward into the future, it is now Sunday morning at Barber Motorsports Park, and I am sheltering from lightning. That's the situation that we find ourselves here uh, for the actual race day for the IndyCar Series. And uh, I think it was on everybody's mind. It was certainly not a huge surprise, but uh, bright and early, getting through as soon as everything opens at 7.30 a.m. local time. Uh, It is certainly, uh, it was probably the most overcast I've ever been to a a motorsport event so far. Uh, Absolutely just dark and overcast. And then uh, while visiting my new favorite place, uh, which I'll mention here in just a second, uh, uh, the lightning started to hit, thunder, lightning, and uh, we're still dealing with that. So we're sheltering. Watching uh, my also my new favorite Twitter race weather I think WX or RX uh, I have to take a look at it. Uh, they cover uh, weather forecasts for IndyCar, basically road racing, IndyCar, IMSA, and so on. Uh, that's uh, they've been pretty crucial, and they're giving live updates on the Twitter. Uh, one of their meteorologists, as thunder continues to roll, which I know is just going to delay everything. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I found a new favorite place here uh, because uh, well this morning there's nothing else to do. Uh, Bucky's. That's a, a new thing. I think we, uh, the crew, we all passed this Bucky's uh, place in Georgia or Florida on the way to the Daytona 24, but we didn't stop and, and check it out. I think there's one like right there near Daytona. Uh, I've read about it. I've heard a little bit about it or kind of started hearing about it. I don't know how new this is or what this phenomenon is, but uh, it's basically a massive gas station i guess you could say uh it's it's massive it's got a ton of gas pumps and uh it's very it's stretched wide and it's got uh, some of the best food uh as soon as you walk in it smells like hot nuts which i know that uh the guys that uh, the, in the main studio will appreciate uh it's they make fudge there hot nuts they make a brisket they they they're yelling shit uh it's basically just a good time uh, and it's right next to Barber. Uh, for those that have been here, obviously it's not news, but uh, it's right next to the entrance of the track. Uh, so it's basically the meeting point. Uh, when you get there, uh, you see all the teams. This morning, Marcus Erickson's crew, Scott Dixon's, uh, the IndyCar officials. You basically, it's a, basically a who's who. You you looking around this Bucky's, thinking, where's Chip Ganassi? Where's Pato Award and Roman Grosjean? Uh, you expect to see them walking through. Uh, Really, really a great place. If you've not, if you've been, if you know, you know. I guess as they say, uh, if you've been, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm late to the party, but if you've never been to one of these, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I know Rob gives me a, a lot of shit for my fondness of gas station tater tots. Uh, well, Rob, how about some gas station so- sweet and uh, uh, warm nuts? How about that? So with this weather, uh, as I sh- continue to shelter, and most of us here continue to shelter, probably going to be, uh, I would be surprised if we see a normal running of the support series this morning. I think the USF 2000 and, uh, of course, the Indy Lights race. Uh, more interested in the Indy Lights race, probably. I saw some USF 2000 action yesterday. And uh, the IndyCar race, of course, is it should be, looking at the forecast, it should be a- an interesting race, but I do think we'll get that race at least started or in. It's supposed to die down here in a bit, and uh, I think it's just going to stay overcast and possibly maybe rain a little bit through the race. Uh, The teams yesterday during the practices and qualifying had the rain tires out. Uh, They had them out in the pits, but they never obviously used them. Uh, But they were out and ready, and there were a couple moments here at the track where it looked like 
uh, they might need them. Uh, the wind would pick up, the clouds would kind of roll up, it would get a little dark, uh, but fortunately, the sun would come back out. Uh, overall, Saturday at Barber, uh, I, you can't really complain about the weather. It was maybe a little on the humid side, but nothing compared to, say, VIR last year for the GT America. That's probably one of the hottest days at the track uh, when Bradley and I were there for the show. And um, this was really nothing in comparison. The breeze actually felt really good out here. Uh, the elevation here, you feel like you're on a mountain, which I, as I believe we are, uh, kind of on a little bit of a mountain. Uh, so it reminds me uh, maybe a little bit of Watkins Glen. The elevation certainly reminds me of Watkins Glen and a mixture of that and Road Atlanta, like I talked about uh, yesterday at the, at the beginning of this uh, show. Um, you're certainly hiking around, but you there are more trees here say than Watkins Glen. Uh, Watkins Glen, you it's pretty wide open. You can see the lake down at the town. Uh, here, you're pretty much in the trees. Uh, I think uh, I kind of expected that from the sim. I, it's a very green track. Uh, again, I, I go back to what I read. I think it was on Reddit. Somebody talking about this being the Augusta of motorsport, and that sticks in my mind as I walk around here and I drive through the track there's a, a long lane to get into the track, uh, uh, entrance road, and it's the, it's a windy road in itself. You feel like you're driving, obviously, the same elevation. You kind of want to go a little faster than you're allowed to go on that road. Uh, and then you hit the big signs, just big, nice signs bringing you into the track. And uh, it's just kind of a nice campus. Uh, I think Bradley, if he were here for this one, uh, would talk about, how VIR, we describe it, we've described it on the show many times as the summer camp of, of motorsport, that kind of feel. Uh, this has a similarity to that, uh, kind of a sprawling campus. It's, it's tucked away on its own. Literally, if you look at Google Maps, which I'm a Google Maps studier, uh, if you look at the aerial view, it's literally in, in the woods by itself as its own campus. And, and VIR is similar to that, I believe. Uh, so it's, it's much like that. It reminds me of, of that mixture of VIR, Road Atlanta, Watkins Glen, if you mixed all of those in. Uh, it's certainly, like I talked about at the end of the taping yesterday, it's certainly a track that I think doesn't need to be, be neglected. Um, and I think, obviously, a, a large amount of people don't view it as such. But I, as I talked about just a bit ago, uh, I was guilty of that. And I know I think a lot of the folks that, that we race with on iRacing um, – I think a lot of us have been guilty of that. And uh, if there's any takeaway from this trip this weekend, um, seeing obviously the mixture of weather, but just seeing this place, walking around the, the entire place, uh, riding a tram around the entire place, probably the better idea. Uh, it's don't sell it short. Uh, if you've never, if you haven't bought Barber in the Sim, I mean, I'm not making money off of this. iRacing's not giving me money for pitching this track, but if you've not bought it, if it's one of those that you're just, okay, it's there, I don't need it, I'll just do something else that week. Uh, I, there are plenty of options. Of course there are plenty of options. Uh, but on the sim racing side, on the iRacing side, uh, as many of you are probably here for, uh, do yourself the favor and buy it. And don't get frustrated uh, when it's a little difficult to learn because it, it certainly, I think I was maybe scared away from it, and it is, diff it is tricky. Uh, but you will enjoy it. And uh, would, would I drive nine hours plus again to see this race, to see this track? I, I do think I would. Uh, I could certainly see this if the schedule remains the same down the road. Uh, being the IndyCar 
month of May kickoff for me. Um, and, and topping off the month with this and finishing the month with the Indianapolis 500. Uh, that's what we're going to do this month. And uh, I'm fully here for this. Fully here for the IndyCar Series uh, here in the United States. And, um, and yeah, let's see if, uh, see if this weather dies off. I'll, I'll put a pause on my monologue. We'll see if there's anything else that goes on. Try to catch some sounds for you uh, out here today if we can get a chance, uh, if the weather will be nice to our equipment. Uh, but we appreciate you joining us here on this low-power road trip show. Uh, we'll do a little bit of maybe some write-up, and you probably catch all of our videos on the Instagram. Uh, check us out, IntoTheApex.com. You've been listening to Into the Apex from Mad Jim Racing Media. Check out the show's upcoming road trips and join the community at IntoTheApex.com. 